Glad you could join us. Welcome to the Young Culture Podcast, a space where young adults from all backgrounds and experiences share their ideas and opinions. Hope you enjoy this episode and get inspired to show others what you're passionate about. Hey everyone, we are here with another episode and this is actually going to be the Young Culture Podcast final episode and I'm glad I can do it here with Kristen. So Kristen, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. I am super excited to be here. So thank you so much for having me. Yes, love having you here. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? For sure. So uh, I'm so my name is Kirsten Schmidtke, and I inspire women to be true to themselves while thriving in the business world. Um, so how I do that is, you know, through both my work as a professional as well as uh, my kind of side hustles and passion projects as well. So today I'm a technology sales professional at Amazon Web Services. I'm an entrepreneur and co-founder of fashion jewelry brand Class Squared, and I've also built the Creative Connection Network, um, where multi-passionate professionals thrive. Oh, I love that. And I love all the different things that you do. And I can imagine that for you to get to this place in your career, you probably did some other things before that, you know, made you like learn some things and something stuck out for you to want to, you know, be in these kind of spaces. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your career development and what you learned along the way? Yeah. So I think I'll go back, um, you know, a little bit earlier into my story. And I think that might also kind of, you know, help to make sense as to where I am today. Um, so I grew up um, very passionate and, and dedicated to dance. Um, you know, every time another opportunity came by, whether it was, you know, competitive soccer or, um, you know, gymnastic, competitive gymnastics, I, you know, dance always kind of prevailed as, as my focus and my passion. And so that actually led me to to uh, move to California out of high school. I spent some time performing and teaching and traveling. And uh, after that, eventually um, went back, I guess, after a couple of years, um, started university and graduated with a degree in biochemistry and a degree in business administration. Um, so you can see quite early that my, you know, I've always had kind of a di- diverse um, interests and, and like to pursue multiple things at once. Um, while I was in university, I actually co-founded founded a dance studio as well, which had been a dream of mine since I was about 12 or 13. Um, So got the opportunity to kind of experience what being a dance studio owner was like. And upon graduation, um, I did decide to move back to to Canada. Um, The dance studio experience was wonderful, but I was really eager to see what I could do in developing a different type of career and, and leverage my education. And so I, I ended up, um, I guess you could say I fell into tech. Um, my education was more on the sciences side than the technology side, but I was referred to um, a company and into a sales role. And that really, you know, kind of, I jumped in with both feet just over 10 years ago and uh, have continued to grow in my career in the technology space um, in a selling role um, over that period of time. And uh, the creativity piece, though, never left me. Uh, that's really what led me to, um, you know, uh, co-founding, being co-founder of Class Squared. So uh, about halfway into my, my corporate career and um, path in in technology sales, uh, I, I was really craving that, that, uh, you know, uh, a way to s- express myself really, um, you know, keeping up with dance. Um, you know, I, I couldn't do it at kind of the, 
the same level I had been doing it, but was really looking for something uh, that could be another creative outlet for me. And so in exploring my personal style and fashion styling, I had a bit of a ha aha moment when <laughs> I realized that, um, you know, my, my mom is a designer. My mom is a, I mean, by education, by trade, her entire career has been dedicated to design. And uh, she had a jewelry brand that she had created. And um, I, yeah, I just had a, a moment where I thought, oh my goodness, why not kind of, you know, join forces with her? And that way I have the opportunity to, you know, still stay in my full-time work, but have this other, you know, element that is so different from what I'm doing in my day-to-day. -day. And uh, again, really allows me to express myself and, you know, accessories are, are really kind of, I think the icing on the cake and kind of, you know, elevating your look and showing your personality through your style. So it really was a great kind of alignment for me. And so um, I've been working with her now for about five years and most recently, yeah, creating a community as the more I talk to people about uh, their career paths, um, whether that is in a kind of professional corporate setting, or if that's in more of a kind of a side hustle passion project. Um, you know, I want to encourage people that those all these passions and all these interests you have can really, you know, exist and coexist and, you know, showing up um, completely as ourselves in all of these areas just makes us more confident, more courageous. Uh, we feel more capable, more productive in, in what we're doing. And so that's really what led me to create um, the Creative Connection Network, which is uh, a community of multi-passionate professionals. Wow. I love that. Okay. There's so much to get into <laughs> what you said. Um, I think the first thing that I want to talk about is First of all, so cool that you have so many different experiences in so many different areas. Like from my perspective, I feel like that is a strength that you are so knowledgeable in so many different areas. And I think, you know, I'm sure at this point in your life, you can see where like skills from certain industries kind of was able to transfer into another industry and probably made you better for it. Mm. And I know a lot of people, especially like, I mean, I think I'm starting to let go of this now, but I know when I was younger, it was kind of like, okay, pick your industry, pick the field and just do that till you die. And then the idea of pivoting and trying different things or like honoring your creativity or your personal interests was such a hard thing to grasp. Mm -hmm. So like now that you've kind of been in this situation where you have tried out different things and it, it, it sounds like it was only like a positive experience. Um, what advice can you give to young people who kind of are unlearning those things and like want to try out different things, but are kind of scared and just kind of see it as like a, a failed approach instead of kind of like leaning into it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I think it's, it's always so difficult to, you know, take, you know, a, um, you know, 10,000 foot view of, of our skills or, you know, our experiences or our strengths and our talents. Right. And I think it's taken me a really long time to really identify what I'm good at and, um, you know, you know, like, I, I guess, lean on those skills, right. in in other areas and in different areas of what I'm doing so that, um, I feel that I can, you know, be myself and be present in each of these things that I'm doing. Um, I think one thing that I, I think I always took for granted and, and you really didn't think it was, was a skill in itself. Um, it, you know, one of my favorite parts about dance was performing. 
Like I just, I, I, you know, I loved teaching too. Um, but I really, my heart was in performing and being on stage. And I think, um, for a long time, I just thought that that was kind of what everybody liked to do, right. Or everybody liked to be in the spotlight. Um, but what I've really learned is that's what has helped me to be successful in sales. Um, that's, what's helped me to be, you know, well, kind of evolved into the face of the the brand in Class Squared and, you know, styling our shoots and being the creative direction behind our shoots and actually being the model in our shoots. Um, it's just kind of a different way of, of performing and of kind of sharing, right, who I am. And and that's really the same thing as being on stage. And, and I guess you'd say kind of being in the spotlight is is really kind of sharing who you are and, and being open to that vulnerability. And I, you know, it, it seems... Um, I guess it, it might seem obvious to others, but for me, I didn't really realize that until far into my career that that's really the part of being in sales that I liked. Um, I, you know, I really like, um, you know, being in being in a meeting or being in a boardroom or presenting. Um, yes, I know it's not maybe the same as as being on stage, but really it is, right? When you're when you're communicating, when you're able to stand up there and and kind of be confident and, and project your your ideas and um, you know share in a very kind of I guess eloquent and concise way um, you know that obviously it takes practice and and this wasn't this wasn't obvious to me and easy uh, right off the bat but when I kind of really tapped into that piece of who I was and who I've always been um, I found that my skills at you know again presentations at speaking at being articulate um, and eventually even on the page right like not just speaking in meetings but also how I communicate um, through whether it's, you know, in business writing or even creative writing when I'm, you know, doing blog posts or contributing writing to different platforms. Um, you know, it all kind of has come full circle and back to, you know, a part of me that's always been there. Um, so definitely, I think, um, you know, for, I guess, my advice um, to young people would be to, I guess, honor those talents um, honor those parts of you that are unique to you. It's just, it's so easy for us to think that, oh, everybody's like me, or this is, you know, this is so simple or so basic. This isn't a skill, right? Or, or, uh, but if you think about those things that light you up and, um, really you kind of find, I, I don't want to say easy, but that come naturally to you, right? Those, the, again, those talents, um, and you lean into those, you could be surprised at how many different areas of your life, um, or your work, or your hobbies, or again, like your passion projects, if you kind of lean into those talents, there's a lot of areas where those can really come to, to fruition and you can really shine. I love that. And I totally agree. And one thing that I like that you use your platform for is advocating for creativity. Something mm. that I saw, I think this week, and I, it kind of like set me back, but in a good way, I was like, <laughs> it said this, it was creativity is your birthright. And that, it kind of like shook me up inside a little bit because I feel like for the, I want to say in my like earlier 20s, like I kind of shut down that creative side of me mm -hmm. as kind of like a protector, a protection barrier, sorry. And like, I'm starting to reconnect with my creativity again. And it's just brought me so much joy. So I'd love to know from your perspective, like, why is creativity important in your life? And why should we be incorporating it? Yeah. Wow. I, and I love to hear that you've kind of rediscovered the power of creativity in your life. That's, that's amazing. 
Um, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's definitely come from my own journey, right? And my, my own experience has, has definitely informed my philosophy on this or my feelings on, on creativity. Um, you know, similar actually in my twenties, you know, I had started my career in technology. I really wanted to do well, right? I wanted to hit the ground running. I was trying to understand how, uh, well, technology, let alone um, how to be a seller and how corporate culture works and, you know, all those all those good things. Um, but there was definitely, you know, a part of me that um, I guess there were parts where I just didn't feel like I was myself all the time. I think that was probably the kind of the clear indicator to me that there was something more or something else that I really needed to to explore. And so over time, um, what I've realized is when I am being creative um, and sharing that creativity with the world, every single time I am showing up more and more and more as myself. You know, creativity has given me the confidence to, um, you know, even even the way I get dressed and, and show up at work, right? Being in the technology industry, lots of people, you know, and you know, are, are kind of comfortable in that business casual, which is totally great. But I, I love expressing myself through fashion. Um, I like wearing a bold, you know, lipstick color to, to kind of go with what I'm wearing and suit my mood. And so as I've embraced these different parts of being creative, I just felt that my confidence built and that um, I felt more comfortable in my own skin, which really helped me to be better in my work. Um, and by taking the time to be creative, I was also taking time to, you know, focus on myself, really, um, and take some time to myself. So I really believe that self-expression is self-care. So when we feel fully expressed, um, like I said, you're taking one, that time for yourself to really connect into your to your, your soul, uh, to that kind of inner child, right. And letting that shine through. And so you're really taking care of yourself when you're creative as well. And you're just, you're able to leave such lead a much more, you know, expanded life. Um, and so what, yeah, what it comes down to me is the importance of creativity is that self-expression is self-care. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. I, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to replay that every day. Just that part that you were just <laughs> I love it. Well, seriously, it is such a good reminder. I think a lot of times we shut down our creative side or don't think that it's very valuable and it's just like not productive with our time. But I think if you kind of reverse it, life starts to flow a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important too that you don't put pressure on your creativity, right? Um, I've you know shared that I have multiple kind of projects um, or passions, um, and I think that often you know, and and I've been through this <laughs> where I've put pressure on each of those projects to you know um, result in revenue or result in, um, you know, you know, social followings and and that type of thing. But really, I think, um, at the core of it all is if, you know, it's serving you and it's, and it's helping you to, to kind of care for yourself. And again, kind of connect with that, that inner child. I think that that is the purpose of creativity. Um, and I, and I'd love to share one of my, my favorite books on this topic is big magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Yes. And uh, yes, it's one of it's actually one of few books I've read more than once. I don't typically read books more than once, but I have to say she just really shares such a, a unique perspective on creativity that I find super inspiring. Mm-hmm. I think I yeah, I heard a podcast and she was on it and she was talking about that. I mm. wrote down. Yeah, I wrote down on my list. So her books are definitely on my list. 
And yeah, what would you say? I think a lot of people are not there where they feel like they can prioritize their creativity. So Mm. what would you say to those people that kind of need that little push and just to assure them that, you know, creativity has a place in your, in your career as well as your personal life? Yeah. Um, I think one definitely find that, that, that activity or that, um, you know, something that sparks joy, right? You definitely want it to be something that you're looking forward to and getting excited about um, and that you feel good about doing, right? It definitely doesn't want to feel like, um, you know, by like a chore by any means. So if you're trying to explore what that thing might be, I do really encourage people to go back to what they found fun when they were young, right? How, how they played or what they, you know, what they thought was interesting back then or sparked curiosity, right? Sometimes it's just starting with something and being curious that can lead you to the thing that you actually really want to be doing and starting from, you know, sorry, looking back and starting from when you were young, it can just give you some ideas on where to start and you might end somewhere else with, with, with something else. But um, that's where I would start if you're looking for, for what a creative activity or passion could be. Um, in terms of, of making time um, or, you know, finding time or, or getting in the mindset, um, definitely it takes, I guess, a little bit of, of discipline, I guess you could say, um, or marking it in your calendar. Calendar, But I always say that, you know, you need to, to make it manageable and accessible for you, right? If, if you think you need to spend an hour every day of the week to doing this creative thing and you know that that's not feasible in your schedule, you're really only setting yourself up for failure. So, you know, find the time that makes sense for you, whether that's maybe, you know, an hour on a Sunday afternoon that you commit to, to being there and don't, don't set, um, you know, metrics or, or expectations really just allow, especially at the beginning, if you're just allowing yourself to, you know, kind of get into the zone and explore. And like I said, be curious. Uh, yeah, you don't want to hold yourself to any, um, you know, crazy, crazy metrics or numbers or, um, you know, commitments, because uh, you definitely want to allow to allow some exploration um, in the process. Uh, another, I guess, tip I would share too, if, if you're maybe a little bit further along, you know, in your creative journey or, um, you know, side hustle or passion project is I've been asked before, like, how do you shift b- between mindsets, right? Like if you're, if you're working full time all day and you've got this other thing that you're really excited about doing, but your brain is still there or, you know, you're in different social situations, what hat are you wearing? Like it can, it can be a lot sometimes. And, um, for me, when I'm going from, from work to, or like full-time, you know, um, work to my, my side hustle work, I've found that creating a ritual, um, in, in, going from one to the other really helps me to shift mindsets. So, um, you know, for example, I've realized that my best creative time is in the morning. So I like to set myself up with my morning practice. Uh, my spiritual, you know, journey has really led me to, to commit to a morning practice, which includes, I mean, first things, my lemon water, then I have my, you know, yoga practice, which includes breath work and meditation. And then I also journal. And I find that after that, um, I guess it, it does take about an hour, but after that time I have such clarity and such energy. And so I like to commit actually an hour in my morning to my creativity because that is just when I'm at my best. Um, it's when my energy's there and my mind is clear and going through that ritual 
every morning. I, it's, it's just been so powerful. So I encourage people to, to create their own ritual. Uh, if you'd like to work, you know, maybe on your side hustle after work, like even just going through the process of like shutting down your laptop, your work laptop and physically putting it, you know, away or, you know, out of sight. Um, if you have a space that's dedicated to, to work, like close the door, like literally leave the office, right, for the day. And then come up with your own ritual. Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's lighting a candle. Maybe it's changing just like physical workspace, right? Like going to a different space in your home or when we, you know, can go into a coffee shop, sometimes just changing your surroundings, but getting into a ritual and experimenting on what that, you know, what that is for you, I think can really help you to get into the right, right mindset to be creative. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I actually like even a personal experience. So kind of tracking back to what you were saying earlier about connecting with your inner child and what you used to like as a kid. So when I was younger, I loved art. Like that was, Mm. anybody asked me like what your favorite class was when you're in school, it was art. I loved it. Like when the teacher was talking, I'd be drawing all the time. And then somewhere along the line, I stopped doing that or like really putting any energy into anything artistic. And then recently I started drawing again. And it, I was like, okay, let me just see what happens. And I just kind of, like you said, I didn't overthink it. And it was kind of like muscle memory, like everything kind of just came back. And I found so much joy in like drawing. And then I started painting and just adding more to my palette. And then I started to realize, I'm like, I enjoy this so much. And it's mm-hmm. helped me heal so much. I can transfer this into my future work as a therapist. And I'd love to include art into my therapy. And I just think it's such a healing experience for everyone. So Yes, I I can really put it out there that everything that you're saying is totally true and it really does work. Yeah, and what a wonderful way to incorporate your creativity into your work. I I love that. That is um yeah, really inspiring. That's that's wonderful. <laughs> Thanks. And yeah, let's talk about your jewelry jewelry line. So first of all, I just want to say I think it was in your Facebook group, you posted a picture of your mom and like the work you guys are doing together. I just want to say your mom is a total vibe. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You look so cool. So how has the experience been working with your mom? Oh my gosh, that's so fun. You know, and it's funny that you say that because I was talking to, um, so, so I shared earlier, my mom has been a designer her whole life, right? Um, she went to Ryerson University for fashion design and uh, she actually had a knitwear brand. And then once my brother and I were born, she did, she had a clothing, a children's clothing brand or line, I should say, um, that she designed and actually made. Um, and uh, eventually she made some dance costumes for me as well. Um, and when I, my brother and I had left for university, that's when she kind of pivoted to jewelry, so to speak. But um, the reason I wanted to give a little bit of context there is I did have a friend say to me once, yeah, your mom was always the cool mom. <laughs> and I, I was like, what do, you, what do you mean my mom was the cool mom? You're like, you're like, no, your mom made, like, your mom made clothes. She was like the fashion designer. Like, that is so cool. And I thought, oh my gosh, isn't that interesting? Because as children, like our moms are our moms, like they're moms first, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're, they're not their, they're not their jobs. They're not, which I think is also just, you know, we're not going to go there today, but a whole other conversation <laughs> about how we associate our identity so closely to the work that we do. Um, but it, it's all the other things that make me make us who we are. Right. And so my mom's always been my mom first, <laughs> fashion designer and partner second. Um, but yeah, so, so working with her has been, um, I mean, obviously super, super cool. Right. Um, we've always been close, but definitely the, the brand has brought us closer and closer together. Um, you know, what's, 
what's wonderful is that, I mean, definitely she's influenced my fashion and my aesthetic and my um, confidence to, you know, stand out and, and be unique and not kind of, you know, wear what everybody else is wearing. And so when it comes to, you know, coming up with uh, jewelry designs or even um, creative direction for photo shoots and things, our, our ideas and like our um, I guess our vision, like we're always aligned because we just see things. I guess we have a similar kind of taste in clothes and love for color and love for texture. So it's really, really easy to kind of create and um, come up with concepts and ideas and and designs that way with her. Um, on the kind of the business side and, and the technology side um, for us, that one's definitely always been kind of the tough um I guess, more kind of challenging aspects, like coming from such different backgrounds. And um, I mean, I've been in the technology industry, right? And she's always been in the fashion industry. So trying to kind of bridge that gap and um, kind of like education and things like that. Um, something that has really worked for us um, because, you know, when you're working on something part-time, it can be really tough when you, 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 you can't be available Monday through Friday, nine to five. And so over time, I really found that, projects or decisions, like a lot of things were getting hung up with me because I couldn't get to things till the weekend. Right. And, um, as a result, you know, it could create tension too. When, you know, back and forth, it's like, well, have you done this? And where, you know, have you done that? And we're behind or we're ahead, you know, wherever it might be. And so, um, you know, a couple of things that have worked for us that, that have helped, um, one was, was getting a virtual assistant. So just having somebody we could go to that would help us to kind of bridge that gap, so to speak, um, and take care of some of that, that administrative work or even some of that communication um, when I couldn't be you know, available during work hours. Uh, and the other one is, is leaning on technology, right? Using software tools for, for automation or just for productivity, things as simple as Asana, right? And, and this is the tough part <laughs> when you're used to communicating with your mom on a regular basis, you know, on the phone or, or even face to face or whatever it might be starting to get into the habit of um, trying to use tools such as, you know, Asana or, you know, making comments and assigning in, you know, Google Docs or Google Sheets or whatever it might be so that we can move faster and not always have to have a conversation about everything. Um, that has been something that we've had to really work on because, um, we can move faster that way, but it's just so easy to fall into the, oh, let's get on the phone or let's have a conversation about it. But that really can slow us down. So um, it's been interesting because we've had to kind of adjust our dynamic too, right? Like, the, like that's the line too in drawing, okay, are we, are we work hours or are we like family time? Um, and, and I'd say that one, to, that, that kind of Using using some of these tools and communicating that way, it, it, it just makes it easier as well to kind of draw the line between um, it being kind of, yeah, mother-daughter time versus like, you know, co-founder time. Totally. And yeah, I'm sure there was so much to learn, A, doing the jewelry line, having this business, and then doing it with your mom. And what's the best part about doing this with your mom? Oh, man. The best part... I mean, honestly, we talk all about like each other's strengths being each other's like weaknesses. Like we really are a really great fit that way. Um, because I mean, I have shared, you know, I, I have a very creative 
you know, side to my brain, but I'm also very much a business and mathematics person too. So, um, you know, for us, there's, there's that, that like kind of perfect balance, but I think if I, you know, answer the, the question more personally, um, my mom is by far my biggest cheerleader. Like, like there have been times in my life, like my mom was, has just always been understanding. She's always been generous. She's never, ever been, um, you know, kind of pushy or controlling or anything like that. Um, she's always just really, really listened to me and supported me and what I want to do. And if I needed the extra kind of you know, you can do it, Kirsten. Like she's just always been there and really made me believe that I can do anything I put my mind to. And so working with her, I think the best part is when things do get tough, uh, when I, you know, question myself, um, you know, when I get nervous before photo shoots sometimes, um, having her there, like she is the person that can help me turn it around or, uh, yeah, give me the the kind of the fire that I need to to keep going forward or to kind of shift my mindset to be in the right place um, to take the next step. Oh, that is so beautiful. I love that. And I guess to tie all of the great work that you've done in the past and the present, you've created this community to share that with, which is the Creative Connection. So I wanted to know, why did you create this community? Well, I think um, there's a couple of reasons. Um, you know, one, definitely community has been something that has really been a well, yeah, huge part, online communities, especially over the last year. Um, you know, I have learned so much from other people by just being part of groups where there are like-minded people that have you know, gathered, um, you know, again, you know, choose your kind of favorite platform and a bunch of different areas, but I've really benefited from, you know, knowing when and, and what group I can go to for advice or for a connection or setting up, you know, kind of like a one-on-one to get to know someone better. Um, one thing I found that I was really missing, um, with, you know, being isolated was meeting new people. Like, I mean, I love being around people. I love talking. <laughs> I love talking to people. Um, I love hearing people's stories and listening to people. Um, you know, but I, I realized that I really missed meeting new people. I mean, my, my, even my professional job, like I'm in sales, like my job is literally to go and meet customers, to have conversations, to learn about their businesses, to figure out how I can help them, um, and kind of, you know, build the right community at, you know, Amazon web services to come back and, and serve and support them. And so, um, you know, as I was seeing that the community was such an important one, important part of, you know, my day to day and, and how I was, I guess, thriving and surviving. Um, but two, that it was, again, you know, something that I was already cultivating and a strength that I already had from my full-time job that I, I you know, to be honest, hadn't really realized until very, very recently. Um, I kind of came up with this idea because all these communities I was a part of, they, they kind of fell into like the professional network kind of, you know, corporate woman in woman in the workplace type of space, or they fell into the kind of startup, uh, female founder, um, and those kind of spaces. And I thought, you know, I'd really like to create a space where people, again, people can show up and be both of those sides, right? Both of those people or all of those people um, can show up and share their journeys. Um, and, you know, if people, um, you know, want to take their side hustles full time, I mean, that's wonderful. The space will support you for that as well. But I also really wanted to, to cultivate a space where these things could, again, they could coexist, right? You can absolutely be the professional person, 
you know, working in the downtown office and also, you know, like you said, painting or drawing or one of our members does like sketches of, um, you know, homes and like different architecture. So people can kind of have those memories or, you know, commemorate their homes and their family life. And, um, you know, and she's a chiropractor, (laughs) right? So they seem so different, but she gets such joy out of doing the art and, but she loves her career and, you know, being a chiropractor as well. So, um, you know, that, that's really why I, I guess, um, created the, the group was that I wanted to, I wanted everybody to have a space where they could share these different parts of themselves and really see each other stepping into their own to give them more confidence to, to continue to, to show up as who they are, to continue to embrace, you know, the wonderful th- things they're doing in their full-time jobs while also exploring what, you know, a passion project or side hustle could look like. That's so cool. And like, Honestly, the big takeaway that I'm taking from this conversation too is that, you know, as human beings, we're so complex and we're so varied. And I think it's so important to acknowledge that in our own lives. Like you don't have to be one thing. Like if you access all the parts of you, like you'll have such a enriching life. Absolutely. And I, and I think, um, you know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes things come to you, um, because you're, you're open to receiving them. Sometimes things come to you that you didn't even know that you needed. And sometimes that's just kind of how your career path goes too. Right. Um, and you kind of have to, you have to, to be open. Um, you know, it's, we do have a lot of pressure for some reason to try and figure out what that one thing is. Right. Um, and, and by all means, I've definitely been there, um, but have continued to do the work to, yeah, to embrace all things, right. And, and do my best to, to balance them so that I feel, I feel, I feel whole and I feel fulfilled. I love that. And I'm curious to know, you know, you have so many great things going on right now. Um, do you have any future goals for your career, any of the projects that you're doing? future goals for career or projects. Um, I mean, right now I, I just, I I really want to see the community grow. Um, I just like when you say goal for that particular project, I would just love to have some kind of, uh, like interactive, you know, kind of in-person event down the road, um, or kind of workshop or, or a place. Yeah. Something, I don't know. I've got some ideas in my head, but I, I definitely would love to see that grow and us to be able to do something where we can all, um, interact and, and be around like, like have the human connection aspect of it as well, um, in real life. <laughs> um, so that, that's one goal there. Um, with, with class squared, we're definitely, I'd say our goal right now, um, like many, you know, um, uh, product brands or designer brands, um, you know, we always had a digital presence, but we really had to, or we, you know, still in the process really of continuing to grow that digital presence and an e-commerce business as the majority of our sales were still face to face. Right. So, um, you know, my goal right now as a result of that, and then the work we're putting into the digital strategy, um, from kind of a business perspective, our goal right now is to be expanding into other markets. So exclusively we've been selling to Canada. Um, but we are just now, um, expanding so we can sell into the U S and hopefully, um, yeah, by the end of this year, early next year, we'll be able to, uh, ship internationally as well. So that, that's kind of where I have my site set on class squared is how do we reach women, um, across the globe and, and share our mother daughter story, um, as well as share our jewelry. 
so yeah, that I would say is there. And then, um, yeah, with, with Amazon web services, I mean, the technology industry is always evolving and always changing. Um, so there's always lots of really cool opportunities. Um, I know for me, I, well, I just, I'm excited to get in front of, in front of my customers again, um, and, and try to kind of see what that looks like. I've always really loved being, um, you know, an individual contributor. So I hope to see that my, my customers just, you know, get, get larger and bigger and really continue to have a footprint and impact on, on the world, not just in, in Canada. Um, and I get to work with some really, really cool customers doing cool things. And so I just hope to, to continue to see them grow. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Lots of good things heading in good directions. Uh-huh. Um, where can we find you if we want to know more about the stuff that you're doing? Absolutely. So I like to spend my time, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I like to spend my time primarily on Instagram and LinkedIn. So you can find me. Um, I know the spelling of my name is a bit of a mouthful, but I'm sure you'll include it in the in the show notes as well. But um, you can find me at Kirsten Schmidtke both on LinkedIn and on Instagram. Um, would love to see you there and connect and follow you um, on both on both platforms. You know, Instagram. I really like to share kind of a, a behind the scenes and um, on what's happening with the business with Class Squared. I like to share, you know, kind of inspiration to be creative. Um, you know, inspiration for women in the workplace to again be yourself and you know show up as yourself every day. Um, and on LinkedIn, um, I also publish articles. So again, sharing, you know, your career, like, like path, uh, career path advice. And, um, again, how to thrive in the workplace, you know, coming from a, a 10 year career or 10 plus career as a, a woman in technology in a very male dominated industry. I really do like to share, you know, different parts of my story and my journey on, on LinkedIn, um, as well as Instagram, but, um, you know, really want women to, to hopefully read my story, see my story and see themselves reflected so they can continue to feel, you know, empowered and taking on, um, taking on their own career journeys. So, um, yeah, and, and Instagram too, and LinkedIn for that matter, actually you can find class squared too. So, so class with a K, which is a whole other story. So follow us to find out what that's about. But, um, so yeah, class K L A S squared. Um, you can find us both on LinkedIn and on Instagram as well as Facebook. And then finally on Facebook, you can find the creative connection network, uh, Facebook group. So literally just type in the creative connection network, You'll find the group and would love to have you join us. Awesome. And before we head out, I wanted to ask you a check-in question that I ask all my guests. And that is, how would you define today's young culture? I I want to say creative. I know that that's been the theme of, of our conversation today. Um, but I think when I say creative is I think that our generation or our generation, the young you know culture today there is such opportunity for us to, we can solve problems in so many different ways. And I think that, um, you know, we have the opportunity or we're already kind of in a space growing up with technology and access to information and, and that curious nature um, that we really can be creative in how we're solving problems and people are want to be creative in how they're, you know, developing in their career or they want to be creative and how they're approaching social, you know, um, challenges that we're seeing or, or issues, I should say, and how we're approaching those. And I, I really admire, um, 
you know, the fact that we, we, that there's, there's a bit of a challenge aspect to it, right? Not taking, you know, answers just for what they are, but being willing to like dive deeper. And like I said, be curious and then come up with creative solutions to solve problems instead of just assuming that we have to stick to the status quo. And I just really can't wait to see how we change the world. Yes, I totally agree. And I love that, you know, like you said, creativity on the forefront and things will always get better. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. I think you gave us so much knowledge and actually a lot of actionable steps too to connect with our creativity. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me and wishing you all the best in your new adventures. Thank you. And thanks to everyone for listening in. If you get a chance, please check out my Instagram at Young Culture Podcast.